Welcome to Growing in Grace, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. And now, here's the host of Growing in Grace, Mike Kapler and Joel Barizaki. And welcome once again to Growing in Grace. My name is Joel and Mike is right here with me getting together for our weekly discussion about the grace of God talking about stuff that's on our hearts and hopefully that uh, will resonate with you as well. Mike, how you doing this week? I'm doing pretty good. Hope you're doing the same. Oh, I'm doing great, Joel. I, I'm looking forward to our conversation here tonight because uh, <laughs> I could use a little grace. I don't know about you, but and, and you who are listening right now, you could be listening to a uh, repeated broadcast that could be playing any time of the year. But right now, at the time of our recording of this program, uh, we live in Iowa here in the United States, and it's political season because we have first in the nation caucuses. And uh, I think we're one of the few states in the country, Joel, that uh, you turn on the television here in November, and there's just all kinds of political ads, and yet we're one year away from the presidential election. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I need I need time away. <laughs> <laughs> I get you, man. I relate to you there. I'm tired of it already. And like you say, we got a year of this stuff ahead of us. <laughs> That's all right. The grace of God. Just a little dabble do you, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, if a little mu- amount of faith can move a mountain, just imagine what a little amount of grace can do. And, and the, the wonderful thing is, is that we've got grace in abundance because we've got uh, a very big God who has a uh, an, a never-ending supply of grace. Well, I know one thing for sure, Joel. <laughs> you just gave away how old you are when you said a little dabble, do you? <laughs> you know, I I wonder if Steve McVeigh uses a little dab. Have you ever noticed it just looks like he, he's got something in there in the hair? Uh, but if anybody, if anybody sends this program to him, I will deny that I ever said that. Send all your comments to Mike Kapler. <laughs> I didn't say that. wasn't me. wasn't Joel. <laughs> of course, we're talking about the old Brill Cream commercials, right? <laughs> That's right. And Boy. in fact, you're dating yourself because I've heard the phrase, a little dabble do you, but I had no clue what it was about. <laughs> <laughs> hey, when I was in high school, I was dating myself. Nobody else would go out with me. <laughs> I uh, I can re- sadly relate to that, too. Well, uh we were talking uh, the last couple of weeks about uh, kind of taking the Bible in context and understanding the difference between the new covenant that we are living in right now and the old covenant. You can have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in in the section of the Bible that's the way that it's set up today, known as the New Testament, but yet a lot of what is said, a lot of what Jesus said throughout Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is really old covenant teaching. And so we talked a little bit about that. You can go back and listen to some of our past past programs at graceroots.org if you want to catch up on that. But it's it's important to know who Jesus is talking to. Is he talking to people who are under the old covenant? Is he talking to people in a in a way in which he's trying to talk about the new the new testament or or what? And so uh, we spent a, a little bit of time talking about that. And it's so important because we can build doctrines uh, that have nothing to do with the sacrifice that Jesus made and, and that have to do with uh, the, you know, the once for all sacrifice that covers so much that the old covenant could not cover. Knowing the difference is, is vitally important to how we understand Jesus and how we understand the Holy Spirit, how we understand how, how our Father relates to us. 
Yeah, we mentioned that uh, just because it's New Testament, it doesn't always mean it's New Covenant, especially in the Gospels. That's not to minimize or to diminish the teachings of Jesus. Please exactly. don't misunderstand. There are a lot of things to learn about the Gospel in what Jesus says. Of course that's the case. But so many times uh, what we think we're learning uh, is really not what Jesus was trying to teach. And uh, as we were looking, Joel, in, in Matthew chapter 6, uh, one area we started touching on was, uh, well, keep in mind, Jesus, you know, the, the Beatitudes, the Sermon on the Mount here, we'd already come to the conclusion, like you said, through other broadcasts and the past couple of weeks, that Jesus was basically teaching the law in these chapters. And he was trying to get the Jews to see that they cannot get to God on their own. Jesus lists all this stuff, and we in Christianity today thought that Jesus was coming out with some sort of brand new teaching to try to show people how to get to God, how to get to heaven, when really all he was doing was teaching the law. Now, he may have taught it different than anybody else had, because ultimately when Jesus went through all this stuff, think about it, he started off with, your righteousness will have to exceed that of the Pharisees. Right away, he blew the minds away of the people who were listening because you couldn't get any higher than the righteousness of the Pharisees. And then he took off from there. You know, if somebody asks for your for your shirt, give them your coat too. And and if you, if you have an angry thought, you're in danger of, of, of uh, murder. Uh, you know, if you hate your brother, you're in danger of murder. Um, if you look at a woman the wrong way, you're in danger of hellfire. And the list goes on. Don't even call somebody a fool. You could end up in hell. And then he sums it all up by saying, you must be perfect, just as your Father in heaven is perfect. And so people had to be standing there by the time Jesus was done, if not sooner. They had to be saying, wait a minute, who can do this? I can't do this. And that's all Jesus was looking for. He was looking for people to say, I can't do this. My, my efforts will not sustain me. Because that's why the law was given, to show us that we can't do it and, and that we need Jesus as Lord and Savior. So now we come to this little section of all of that, Joel, here in the middle of it all, is uh, Rome, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 14 and 15. Uh, Jesus says, and, and these are, again, verses that get plucked out and used a lot, but are they taken out of context? Who are they designed for? What was Jesus really trying to say? Uh, if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I've heard it over and over again. I'm sure you have too, Joel, in church and in other uh, religious circles, that, uh, well, you better forgive or you won't be forgiven. What do you think of that? Well, I, yeah, and, and what I think uh, what confuses people and what confused me for a long time, uh, just kind of backing up to what you were saying there, Mike, uh, is that Jesus didn't come right out and say, all right, uh, what I'm really saying here is Old Covenant stuff, and I'm, I'm really trying to contrast this with, with grace and with the New Testament, with the New Covenant. He didn't come out and say that. Uh, and, and that's one of the brilliant things about how Jesus ministered to people is that he got them thinking. Um, I'm the type of person, I'm growing out of this, at least I hope I am, where, you know, I, I like to just declare the truth and, and, and make clear contrast between 
Uh, this is the old covenant. This is the new covenant. We're in the new covenant and we need to live by uh, what it says here in the new covenant. And and I think for, for many purposes, that's great and that's fine. Uh, we are called to preach the gospel and, and the gospel is simple. So I think that's a good thing. But I, there are occasions, I think, when we can, you know, um, make statements that, that make people think and leave it at that, like Jesus did in a lot of cases, like this one that you're talking about, Mike. Uh, when taken at face value, what we're left here was, oh, this is the word of God. He says that if if we forgive people, God will forgive us. If we don't forgive people, you know, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Taken at face value, I don't know about you, Mike, but e- even though I think I generally have a lot of love for people, I, I generally don't hold grudges. I uh, I generally, you know, I learned a lot of this from my parents. I've I've never known them to hold a grudge against anybody, and and they've been hurt pretty badly by some people. But no, no matter what my level of how how well I think I've forgiven people, I know that in my heart um, there's unforgiveness that I'm holding against some people. So here I am, if I if I'm really honest with the core of who I am, with the core of the way I think, with the core of the thoughts that go on in my mind. And in my heart, I'm sitting here unforgiven. If if I'm going to take Jesus' words here at, at exact face value, I know that, hey, I guess I'm unforgiven. And what's the consequence if I'm not forgiven? Well, I guess I'm going to go to hell because how can I go to heaven if God hasn't forgiven me? And so we take what you were talking about earlier, Mike, and we look at this in the context of, oh, Jesus is talking to people under the old covenant he came born of a woman born under the law to save those who were under the law as galatians says and what he's doing is he's talking to people laying down the true heart of the old covenant and saying hey man you just can't do this he's he's saying he's telling he's he's letting people think about the fact that it's impossible without coming out and saying don't you get it it's impossible well even if it is a spiritual act forgiving others an act of the heart, so to speak, uh, how can you be sure that you have forgiven that individual that you have something against? Or, uh, I mean, how can you honestly be sure? What, what it comes back to, if this is what we're talking about, I have to forgive to be forgiven. And it is the right thing to do, by the way, to try to forgive other people. But uh, we, we often find ourselves coming back to our own efforts again. I'm going to try to forgive them. And you put all this effort into it, and, and that's, uh, you know, uh, an admirable thing to do to forgive somebody. But there are those who struggle with it, like, like you, Joel. You mentioned it. And most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, we do struggle with it sometimes, trying to forgive other people. And yet, this is a pretty big thing. Because if we take Jesus literally in these two verses, if you don't forgive, you won't be forgiven. And guess what the consequences of that are? Um, and so it comes back to us again, instead of trusting in, in the work of Jesus Christ. Because um, how can you be sure? I mean, there are people who, who might even go to the altar on Sunday morning and try and lay everything down there and say, God, I want to forgive this person, and, and I do forgive them. But, that, but you still harbor some of that. It gnaws away at you sometimes. And if you're not sure, then we have a real problem here with the covenant, don't we? Well, the good news is this. Jesus Christ has already forgiven you. And I, I'm afraid sometimes people taking verses like this out of context <laughs> will find themselves once again trying to um, receive something from God, 
that has already been provided to us as believers in Christ. Um, forgiveness. You are forgiven. Your sins that you've already committed are forgiven, and the ones that you're doing now, and the ones that you will do, they're all forgiven. That's what makes this such great news. But if you want to try to live by the rules under the Old Covenant, uh, then those verses would apply to you there. Yeah, as, as, um, oh man, that's some good stuff, Mike. And as we, as we get things, uh, and, uh, getting to a, an end here for this week's program, just in case you want, uh, you know, a few Bible verses that, that speak to the new covenant truth that we have already been forgiven. Just want to share, I got, I got four verses here real quick, just to contrast this with, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Paul, the apostle Paul, as we know, was a teacher of the new covenant, and and he and he wrote several things, and also a verse here from John. In fact, I'll start with that one. First John two twelve. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. Paul in Colossians one thirteen he said, for he rescued us from the domain of darkness, transferred us. Uh, to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Ephesians 4.32 says, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. And I'll make a quick point about that, along with this verse, um, Colossians 3.13, Forgive as the Lord forgave you. You see the difference there? Under the old covenant, under what Jesus was sharing, if you do not forgive men their trespasses, Neither will your father forgive your trespasses. But now that we've been saved, now that we've been delivered, we've been forgiven. And and the call is not to forgive so that God will forgive us, but forgive because the Lord has already forgiven us. I'm afraid we're out of time, Mike. I'm sure we'll pick this up next week. But uh, we encourage people to check out uh, more at graceroots.org. You've been listening to Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Baruzaki, a weekly program featuring informal conversation to help with growth in understanding the gospel and to live in the freedom that comes through Jesus Christ. 